Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Heroes is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com and get sucked into new original series like the highly touted Titans or catch up on favorites like Krypton Season 1. Starting May 31st, jump into new episodes of Swamp Thing, dropping weekly and follow Abby Arcane as she investigates what seems to be a deadly swamp-born virus in a small town in Louisiana and soon discovers that the swamp holds mystical and terrifying secrets. The show is amazing. You can also get your comic book fix with thousands of new comic titles just added to an already impressive comic library. This includes more recent titles and complete storylines like Superman Secret Origin, Batman 2011, and Harley Quinn 2013. Also available on the platform are tons of the classic DC movies we love, like Batman and the original Superman movie. Now, if animated films are more your speed, sign up now because Reign of the Superman and Justice League vs. the Fatal Five are now available. DC Universe is available on your favorite devices, so if you were thinking about it before, now is definitely the time joining it a year's worth of dc content at dcuniverse.com hey jordan harbinger here subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds after presenting more than a thousand interviews i couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the jordan harbinger show we've got spies and ceos athletes and authors from kobe bryant to malcolm gladwell tony hawk and howie mandel to the chairman of google founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, while supplies last. Offer ends eight thirty one twenty. Where will Deadpool land in the MCU? Is he in Spider Man Three? Is he in X Force? Is he getting a show? We'll talk about it. And- 
And what do we actually know about that and about this next story? Big changes coming up for Batman. We're going to try to sort through some of those rumors and talk about what Tom King is up to with the Cape Crusade. This is Collider Heroes episode 307. Last week was Bat Week. This is Rumor Squashing Week. We're coming at you, Internet, and who better to squash rumors than Jay Washington joining us today? I mean, if this is just Twitter and I just go in on people, just like, just, you have no you have no substance. <laughs> These Your rumors are factless. Like, I'm happy to be back. It's like, Judge Jay Washington is here. You know, there's a there's a whole new format of everything, but hey, guess what? We'll see what we can get to. We'll see what we can get to. Heck yeah, we're so glad you're here. Oh, thank you. So this week was very loud in the rumors, and Amy and I both discussed how we thought this is the best possible out to clear up rumors, to discuss what might be true, what might not be true. And first off, we don't have any secret knowledge. We're just trying to figure out together with y'all what we actually know. We've read what you say to people though, because you know how the comments go. Oh, they know something. (laughs) You know, those are comments that are happening right now at this moment. Oh, you, you're in the comments, aren't you? Damn right. As we're being paid by both Fox, Marvel, Disney, and DC, we have all the inside information. We all have all the inside information. <laughs> so now the rumor came out this week that Deadpool will be appearing in the MCU soon and will be in one of three places. We've heard that he is going to appear on a Disney Plus show, that he will appear in Deadpool 3 over at Disney, and craziest, he'll be appearing in Spider-Man 3. Now, that last one would be very bold considering Spider-Man's a Sony character. So I think people forget that Spider-Man is still owned by Sony. There's a handshake deal. There's money exchange. There's some craziness between Disney and Fox and Sony. But there's no Fox to Sony. There's no Disney to Sony. It's a Spider-Man agreement, not an everyone agreement. Right. So, yes, Iron Man was in the movie, so they could do that kind of agreement. But I sincerely doubt a, what, 42-year-old Deadpool and a 20-year-old Spider-Man would be the way to introduce Deadpool into the universe. I also doubt they want to introduce him PG-13. And I also doubt that they'd want to have that be the first introduction in the Marvel Universe of the character. What do you guys think? Well, this is... The rumor is it works because it worked in the comics. Sure. But we're talking about the Deadpool we've gotten on screen. Mm-hmm. Whole different ball game. Mm. Granted, yes, Deadpool in the comics has been R-rated. We know this. But Ryan Reynolds has portrayed this character a certain type of way. I don't think that would mesh well with Tom Hardy's Spider-Man. We've got the snarkiness out of Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. But again... There's no deal, and that wouldn't even work. I wouldn't want to see Ryan Reynolds get brought in that way. Because he'd be taking a back seat, in a sense. We've got Tom Holland kind of representing the Steve Ditko era. Steve Ditko, Spider-Man, never teamed up with Deadpool. Like, there are flashback (laughs) issues, but Steve Ditko's actual Spider-Man. And that was kind of my, that was my first thought, was like, "Mm, I don't see Steve Ditko drawing Deadpool that often. So, like, (laughs) that's the flavor that I don't know if it would mesh. The dream, like, this is me. I want nothing more than Spidey Pool in my life. I'm getting a Spidey Pool tattoo. It is everything to me. You don't have it yet. But it's on my phone. It's the background. I'm ready. I, I thought you had right a tramp stamp. I mean, shh. Oh, sorry. No, so no, with the Disney Plus option, what do you think about, because I, I always thought Disney Plus was going to be the thing that stayed PG-13 and Hulu was going to be their R branch. So as we dig into this, because uh, that had been my understanding as well, we should stop mm-hmm. just for folks who might not have run into the story yet and say that uh, essentially... There is no source to this rumor except for someone saying, I heard it from a friend who's been reliable before. Right. And we can't rule out that that's true, but we have no nothing to actually go on there. Yeah. And what they said that their friend said was that here are the three options being considered right now for the question of integrating Deadpool into the MCU. Now, y'all know, like... I'm not wildly pro-integrating Deadpool into the MCU. I think I'd like him better as his own thing. Um, But that is a separate question from, like, their business considerations. Because, yeah, like, putting him in a Spidey movie seems like the least likely option to me. It's a Sony movie. There's all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, we know that Marvel and Sony are in business together. And they figured out that 
we things we formerly considered impossible become not impossible when enough money is involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we now live in a world Disney owns Fox. They have these options. Now, I was, I'm with you. I had been under the impression that Disney Plus is going to be generally family-friendly fare. I'm um, same here. They've got Hulu and the other wings for other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... Like, the only thing that really makes me think that they are even making Deadpool plans is that Bob Iger keeps getting on, like, investor calls and telling people, yeah, 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 they're R-rated stuff. We're Deadpool. We're doing that. Because all of the me's out there are going, where's the Deadpool? <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. Everybody keeps it because he's, he was such a profitable character and one of the most popular ones out of all of that X-Men entity that Fox had that everybody wants to know, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. So Bob Iger has to address that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the, the and it's true that, like, it is weird for me to be like, just let them be separate things. I don't think they make sense together. And it is weird that, like, you know, I come from comics. They're together all the time. But mm-hmm. comics has a really long tradition of having a bunch of different styles coexist. And the thing, and it, it ties into your shirt beautifully, there are certain <laughs> comics that don't translate to film. And Spider-Man Deadpool, the comic run that just ended at issue 50, is beautiful in that it represents a comic meta-ness. And movie meta-awareness and comic meta-awareness, very different things. And the beauty of Spider-Man and Deadpool is that they reflect different styles sides of a similar coin and the Tom Holland Spider-Man isn't there yet he hasn't been Spider-Man long enough yet mm-hmm. he's not that guy and it'd be very creepy if Ryan Reynolds Deadpool had a crush on high school Tom Holland yeah, there be- are layers to the relationship like, the relationship <laughs> is an idol ship it's a shipping it's a fandom it's a lot of things and these characters aren't at those points in their lives it's based yet. on them being mirrored versions of themselves and these versions of the characters are widely not mirrors of each other right. in that important way now maybe like uh a Spider-Man guest star in a Deadpool animated series All about that's it. somewhere walled off in its own garden maybe could work. But Tom the other Holland. thing for me is, like, let's not put Deadpool ahead of, like, figure out the rest of the Fox stuff first. Mm-hmm. Then eventually we'll so, get around to Deadpool. let's switch gears real quick with that because not only is Deadpool being rumored, there's a possibility they may not do Deadpool. They may bring in Tom Hardy and his Venom. Into the MCU. To make, to, into Spider-Man into 3 Spider-Man specifically. Man 3 specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we might get the Sp- Spider-Man versus Venom that people are like, oh, let's see that. But you have Tom, Holly- Tom Hart- Holland's Spider-Man. Too many I want to cry because this is how this bad this is. Sony has Tom's like Marvel has uh, Chris's. Man, a lot of them. But then you get that Spider-Man and Tom Hardy's Venom. Do you even want to see that? Well, last time Venom was in a Spider-Man 3, it worked Wait. out really well. <laughs> so, Shouts out to Topher Grace. You did a great job. The problem it's with- not his fault. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, it is. So the rumor's been rampant for the last 72, 96 hours. And the problem is there aren't any sources. And I thought it was really important that you hear from us. Without sources, it's really just the same as you typing up something and pressing publish. Now, uh, Jeremy Conrad has sources. The, the guy at MCU Cosmic, he is very reliable. Yes. He has stuff. I'm not discrediting him. I'm discrediting the fact that this went from I heard this thing to it's happening in 24 hours because that's the internet. So (laughs) I wanted this to be, hey, check your sources, check what the sources are saying their sources are, and look at the facts because it logically works from a comic book standpoint. But comics and movies are very different on purpose. So I think that Spider-Man obviously should have Venom at some point, but should it be Spider-Man 3? No. I think Deadpool and Spider-Man should meet. Should it be Spider-Man 3? No. I do think, however, a long-form Deadpool series could work, but I'd worry about the budgetary restrictions because mm. I am, I'm personally Team Deadpool 1 over Team Deadpool 2 because of the restrictions of the budget. budget yeah. And if you give him $100 million over 20 or 10 episodes, 
that could work. But if you have this unlimited thing, Ryan Reynolds has come out and said he's not doing Deadpool 3 until it's something different. You're the only person who has ever said, I'm not sure you should make that TV show because they would give it too much money. I, because you know, yeah, no, no, we live in a weird time. <laughs> but I think we all understand, because again, like there are a majority of people who like Deadpool 1 over Deadpool 2 because of that. They had no budget. They had to work with what they had. Mm. And it turned out to be one a great comic book movie that everybody keeps going back to. Mm-hmm. Deadpool 2, people are split on. It's, Just really call it, it's a fun movie. People are split on it. You give this Deadpool a series, let Ryan Reynolds have fun for over 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. That's the total amount of time we might even get in a couple, two, three movies, but let it spread out. You'll love it. Here's the problem is that we have a chronology problem. We have a, a Deadpool in place, mm-hmm. ready to probably start working on whatever's next, but we don't yet have like the universe that he should fall into to go Already around established. Yeah. Because you, there is room to do a sort of like once you're integrating all the Fox stuff like it's he's always he's he's a quasi X character it's a weird relationship yeah. he's Weapon but X like, adjacent but there's no Weapon X yet yeah and and you get the opportunity is potentially there to set up a bunch of series that like movies that do things with a serious but still fun tone and then Deadpool comes in essentially the way that Guardians hit everybody as a fresh change in the early days of the MCU like, I'm, I, I'm kind of pitching this thing that I'm not even sure I want. But, uh, <laughs> but I feel like it could potentially work. Like, if you lay out the Fox stuff and do a couple of movies that take things seriously, then you have time to throw a Deadpool in, start subverting all the stuff you just established with X-Men. But you got to do that first. And the problem is Ryan Reynolds needs to move on with his life at some point. And he is already playing Deadpool into his 40s. And at some point, like, I want these movies to go forever. But at some point, you have to. Like, Downey Jr. needed to retire. Yeah. I want at least another. I want X-Force Unless and I want Deadpool Unless he's going to Tom Cruise it and literally just keep playing Deadpool until he's not. I mean, if anyone can, it's Ryan Reynolds. He was born. He was just waiting for that suit. But the thing is, like, the X-Force movie sounds less and less likely. The Deadpool 3 movie sounds less and less certain as to what the shape is. But but I don't want an X-Force movie that's in the Marvel Universe before I know what the Marvel Universe X-Men are. And, uh, yeah, I don't want X-Force preceding X-Men because I, X-Force yeah, is the that. team that makes the X-Men look weak. Or not weak, but they, they look PG-13 right. because they are. Because they are. Like, they're not the badass mercenaries. And that's, and that's the thing. It's, just so con- <laughs> it's so confusing with just because of one character. Literally, all of this is confusing because of one character. But this one character is the way he is such a fourth wall meta breaking character, a meta character. He can fit in anywhere. You can just drop him in. He's, hey, I'm here and go. And the tricky thing for me is, and the thing I want them to do, and it might not ever happen, this is Koi's new tinfoil hat theory. Uh, <laughs> the helicarrier in Deadpool 1 is from the Marvel Universe, straight up. Yeah. Tim Miller put a Marvel comic book property and an MCU property in the film. You can actually make that movie part of the MCU canon very simply. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? not? The only only problem is... Because Colossus is over there in the X-Mansion. What does it mean? That and also in the beginning, uh, the word mutant is very much used in the very beginning. But let me ask ask you a question. Which Xavier is in the Deadpool movie? Is it both? Almost like continuity doesn't exist and you can break the fourth wall like this? (laughs) That's how you do it. You put Deadpool Deadpool in an environment where he controls reality. I, he is God, guys. You know what just if happened? If he's got his own anthology what-if movie that's just him telling Deadpool tales and, like, Spider-Man shows up in that, maybe, maybe. <laughs> the best way for Deadpool to interact with the Marvel Universe as it currently stands is for the Marvel Universe characters to come in and make fun of themselves in a very heightened reality. You know what just Deadpool happened? Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe with Everybody's Chris Evans coming back. Everybody's just started spinning like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> this is what just happened. <laughs> so it's, we're going we're gonna to talk about this in giant size because obviously I could spend six hours talking about Deadpool and Spider-Man. I And it's very, this is the only time I ever expected to not want Deadpool and Spider-Man 3, but I think it sacrifices the integrity of the Marvel film universe's version of the characters, and we don't want to lose that for the sake of fan service.
service. Fan service, when, when done right, is the landing. When it's done wrong, it's X-Men 3. So, uh, <laughs> moving on to, we had a great interview this week with someone that knows comics very well. <laughs> I love this interview. He is a titan of the industry. We sat down with Stephen T. Siegel to talk Get Naked. You've never been afraid of, of experimenting and trying no. new things. <laughs> Quite uh, the opposite. <laughs> from the biggest names to making your own thing from scratch, like a certain series, some of our folks uh, at home might like. Can you talk a little bit about moving between those worlds and how you landed in animation? Well, yeah. So, Man of Action, which is my company with Joe Kelly, Joe Casey, Duncan Rulo, three other comic book nerds like myself, uh, started accidentally. It literally, this is a terrible story to tell, but it started because we were tired of walking around San Diego Comic Con. And <laughs> Literally. And so one of the one of the Joes, maybe Joe Kelly, was like, we should get a booth and sit down and watch it walk by us. <laughs> and we're like, well, how much is a booth? And back then it was 400 bucks or something. We're like, hey, it's 100 bucks ahead, and then we don't have to walk through this thing. So we literally <laughs> filled the paperwork, and then uh, they were like, well, what's the name of your company? We're like, we don't have a company. And so Joe Kelly was like, uh, we're called Evil Geniuses. And they're like, we already have an Evil Geniuses. We're like, then we're called Man of Action. So we had this booth, and it was Man of Action. It was just to literally buy comics and hide them behind the table and sit down when you were tired. <laughs> and somebody walked up while we were there the first year, and they're like, Man of Action, what do you do? And we're like, uh, we're writers. And they're like, oh, do you write short films? And we're like, sure. <laughs> and so they hired us to write four short films, which only one got made, but one got made. The next year, we sit down again. Somebody's like, Man of Action, what do you guys do? We're like, we write comics and short films. And they're like, oh, do you do video games? We're like, Yes. <laughs> And they're like, okay, you all wrote the X-Men, so we're going to hire you to write this X-Men video game. I'm like, okay, cool. The That's third year, well, and now here's the worst part, or the best. The third year, we sit down, and they're like, man of action. It was Matt Sinreich from Robot Chicken, who's nearby here somewhere. He's like, man of action, you guys do uh, cartoons, right? We're like... Yes. He's like, oh, good. Cartoon Network wants like a boys action show. And that's not really what we do, but you do that. So go talk to them. And we talked to them and we sold them Ben 10. Oh wow. Never worked on a cartoon before. None of us. So internet, sometimes buy the cart before the horse and sometimes. get the horse. <laughs> Steven T. Siegel is fantastic. That guy was amazing. Check out the full interview on Collider Interviews. He was so much fun to talk to. And... He read some great comics, and we also have some other great comics to talk about. This week alone, we're going to get into our comic book pull list. And this week has five amazing books. This is actually the hardest of any week I've had to narrow it down. I had a 17-issue pull list this week. Was, we had to cut down to five. This week is one lot. of the best in the history of comic books. But we Hard agreed stop. on several of them, so we let's did. start it off. We got X-Men Grand Designed Extinction number one. Ed Pisker, we will talk all about it. Batman, last night on Earth, the book we've been waiting for. Get to the store and pick it up before it's gone. Uh, the next part of the Heroes in Crisis event over at DC is rolling out. And uh, what about this next one, Corey? If you've been listening to Giant Size Heroes, which you should, Saga! <laughs> oh, good God, Saga's changing my life, and this Volume 3 is out this week. Fancy, fancy hardcover coming your way, uh, followed by something a little different. Dog Days of Summer. DC is doing an anthology book that's just pet stories, because they were like, hey, hey, Amy, we're going to take your money. Would you like to give us your money? And in exchange, some stories about dogs. Uh, they're real good at what they do. Uh, they get it. They know the brand. Now, out of these, anything called you? Uh, I saw a bat cow. Okay? <laughs> I saw a bat cow. They also yes, have Jay's you money. you must respect bat cow. <laughs> So, a big comics, ass cow with a cape. 
full. Like, literally this week has Immortal Hulk, Major X4. All these books are going to sell out, but uh, Dog Days of Summer, I was like, well, that's Amy. Well, also, <laughs> like, that's the move. The uh, X-Men Extinction, the fact that Storm don't have any powers anymore, and she beats up Cyclops? And- that was my first, uh, one of my first back issue buys was X-Men 201. It's, yeah. like, imprinted on my brain. I was like, like well, damn. Let's redo this. <laughs> Ed Piscor's grand design has been one of the most consistent books for the last year and a half. It's it's always incredible. He writes he's and illustrates it. An he's an unbelievable cartoonist. Y'all might know him from his indie hit Hip Hop Family Tree. Yeah. Um, where he explains all of history uh, really entertainingly. And now he's doing it for the X-Men. It's brilliant. So check out any of those. I'm excited for The Last Night on Earth. I'm excited for all these books. Here's in Crisis End. So on Giant Size, we'll talk about it. That drops Thursday. So buy them tonight and or Wednesday. We'll talk about them and break them down. Because we got more bat news. Yeah. Speaking of comics, Koi. What's what's going on? Okay, so Tom King is off of Batman at issue 85. You guys know me, Tom King's Batman. Not for like a while. Right, it's December, as far as we know. Now, Tom King's Batman, I will say, without hyperbole, is what got me back into reading DC Comics. Tom King's Batman is one of the most incredible runs of any superhero ever. Tom King's Batman has been my number one for weeks. I love this book. He's off it at issue 85 instead of 105 or 100, depending on what source you ask. But he is doing a Batman Catwoman book that will be in canon continuity and run at least 12 issues. To me, this sounds like, hey, we want to go back to monthly, which they're doing after he's off the book, and we want more continuity amongst the DC universe. Take the story you were going to do and put it on your own book. To me, this is more Batman, not less. It doesn't sound like a punishment. It doesn't sound like they're mad at Tom King. He's always the number one selling book, and he's writing another DC Batman book. It's not like DC's like, you're fired. Go over there and write a new book. It's just a different... Like, now he has it's more not usually consolation miniseries. I yeah. don't think that's a thing. I think this is a better thing. I think it's more Batman. It's, I think this is a benefit. If it goes monthly, that's good, because like you said, you can build up all these other stories, and you build up the anticipation. Right. So when you get the next weekly, it's like, okay, cool. But monthly, you're just like itching... Gripped at the it's been every two weeks this. for the last uh, three years or, or yeah, longer. Yeah, that's how we got to 85 so quickly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really interesting story in part because uh, this news broke in an unconventional way. Um, it sort of like leaked as a rumor and then was followed by official announcements in what is honestly, by comic book standards, it is really early to be hearing about this. Um, normally, we wouldn't be hearing about January books until, like, maybe they'd make an announcement in July at Comic-Con that that yeah. was coming up because it's pretty high profile. Maybe they'd wait till October in New York Comic-Con, right when, like, the orders were going to come out. Right. Like, because the November catalog will have the January You'll books You'll see the previews be like, wait a second, yeah. what's happening so here? So, this, this news is breaking early, probably in response to the fact that his run ending early leaked. We And the truth is, I, I talked to some folks at the store this weekend. They're upset. They're confused. They don't know why this is happening. And the truth is that none of us really know when the plan changed, how much it changed by, and why exactly it changed, unless, unless we hear from Tom himself. Like, right. uh, But I will say... You can't throw together a logo for a new book in three seconds. You can't book 12 months of artist Clay Man's time in three seconds. You can't, you can't have a cover ready for this leak. Yeah, it, it, so it does seem as if, like, this, this is a plan. We don't know when that plan changed. Uh, I am really happy. Like, I love Clay Man. Uh, he's a great artist. I love that Tom King and Clay Man will have a solid run that they can finish together to finish out the story. I would love someday to know, you know, all the stuff that we can't know about when exactly the plans change. Mm-hmm. But this is comics. This is the kind of thing that happens. I hope that... I hope that it is not, like, the version that everybody feared it was, mm-hmm. that, like, they're somehow curtailing what he had planned. That would be a shame. He's done, he will have done, by December, 85 issues with this character, which is a heck of a run. It seems like, yeah, I could get why you might give him till 100. 
But I also am not inclined to believe folks who were like, yep, they suddenly yanked him and everything changed in two seconds because that's just not how public. I feel works. like they had a 2020 plan for DC where monthly was necessary, and I feel like it didn't work with the pacing of the book he's writing, so they gave him a mini. To me, this just sounds like he was writing a book that needed a certain amount of issues. They wanted to go monthly to tie into a Superman or a Leviathan or something that's going to be DC event-wide. Mm. And therefore, this story they wanted to keep because he's great, and they put it over here. And Tom King has been like one of the top-selling books every week he comes out. I don't see them punishing them for that. So this, to me, seems like just cake and eating it, too. We get Tom King's Batman. We get a new Batman writer who has not been announced or confirmed. But he gets to tell a story, and he gets to finish his Bane story, which just started off. I'm letting y'all talk about this. You two have way more insight into this than me. And plus, you two were going, I was like, I'm just going to say, yep, right? Now, yep. my question is, are you going to show up for this Batman Catwoman book? Uh, this looks really emotional. Mm-hmm. So it looks like I need to do this as a relationship thing for Sweetest Day. If you don't know what Sweetest Day is, check it out in the Midwest. But no, it might be it might be interesting to read it, though. It's a monthly, it's a monthly issue. Mm-hmm. So it's like you read this, and now you're like, man, what's the next one? And the next one, and the next one. Let it build up. So that's for me. I'm going to make sure I pre-order this. And like you said before, you can't just put this together and not have a plan already this cover is done right this lets you know there's a story and they've been building up a story with them too anyway that people have actually been asking for can we get a full batman catwoman story and now you're gonna get it granted there's gonna be some people that are upset about it but that's how everything goes well that's the tricky thing is tom king's really controversial Uh, i pull a lot of tom king on comic book shopping and i often that's like the why are you saying batman tom king and it's, it's it's he makes really bold choices and i like that and i like the choices he's made but he's always a number one selling book so love him or hate him he's clearly doing dc proud like they're making money i'm liking the choices if you don't like them people are still buying them so I like that if you're not liking the Tom King Batman, you get a new Batman at 86, and I get my Tom King Batman over in Batman Catwoman. I think it's a great choice. Plus, now you get Detective Batman and Batman Catwoman, so I get three Batman books to look forward to every week. Like, <laughs> yes, please. So why, like, all of this is a positive to me, and it's been received really negatively. There's been a lot of aggression on the internet. Uh, I wanted this episode 307 to be like the, the yelling at the void of the internet, because all three of us have had to deal with this often, and I think that rumors get rampant and exhausting, and I can't imagine being Tom King. I can't imagine being Ryan Reynolds being like, I love Deadpool. Why are you yelling? Uh, so- I'm going through that now on Twitter where people tell me something. The Marvel show, the Netflix show, they're going to Disney Plus. They're for sure going to, or they're going to Freeform. I'm like, can we not? Can we not do this? No. We're going to free form. I'm like, can we stop? We've got to wrap the show, but there is a situation happening with Swamp Thing where that's the opposite. So if yeah. you aren't watching Swamp Thing, highly recommend it. I've seen the first two episodes. Get it on is... it. It is amazing. Y'all, and we need to talk about Doom Patrol because yeah. I have now, like, the finale's out. Catch it on Giant Size. We will have more to say. <laughs> so on Giant Size, we'll be talking about Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing. We'll be talking about we have a finished Booster Gold script. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I wanted to have with video components. You can see our faces. <laughs> there are no facts yet. Give it time. Let everything settle. No matter what, worst case scenario, you get three Batman books and you're getting another Deadpool. It is a celebratory event. <laughs> just take off the caps lock. Just, just take it off. All right. <laughs> Until next week, guys, we appreciate you. And as always, stay, stay sweaty. sweaty. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. 
Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 